The Lifestyle Show on RTE Radio 1 Extra. Hello and welcome to The Lifestyle Show with me, Tara Lockery-Grant on RTE Radio 1 Extra. This is the weekly show and podcast where we talk to some of the most inspiring people whose work, programmes and interviews we feature on rte.ie forward slash lifestyle and also in the lifestyle section of the RTE News Now app. The areas that we focus on, living, parenting, finance, fitness, health, food, fashion, travel, careers, motors and much more. And many of those we feature here are household names. Many others should be and will no doubt be as they go about inspiring people in their day-to-day lives. Today, we're talking to... Somebody who's having problems with their mortgage, go to the bank, go to the lender. They don't really want to turf you out your home. But whatever about a business, whatever about a commercial property, buy to lets, yes, they can be repossessed. But this is your home. You've got to live somewhere. The alternative, once they've taken your home, where are you going? You're, you're now on the street. Yep, many of you will recognise him. That is the money doctor, John Lowe, and he's here in front of me. John, thanks so much for coming in. It's a real pleasure, Tom. Today, we want to have a look at, in particular, this new scheme, the Awalia scheme. Can you? A lot of people would have heard ads for it and MABS on the radio. What yep. is it? Okay, this, this is an additional uh, kind of uh, system structure that the government have brought in. Basically, there are something like 33,000 people who are in serious arrears. That's over two years or more. There's like 85,000 mortgages altogether in arrears. Now, of those 33,000, about 6,000 of them uh, are in the system at some degree or, or other, uh, either with MABS, personal solvency practitioners, of which I am one. There's 140 of us, by the way, in the country, and groups such as the Phoenix Project, the Irish Mortgage Holders Association and the New Beginners. So it's that other 27,000 mortgages that this is really aiming to try and say, look, you've obviously got trouble. You haven't done anything for the last two years. You haven't made any payments. You haven't um, consulted or, or, or communicated with anybody. Talk to us. And what we'll do is we'll actually pay for that advice that, that you were given. We'll also pay for your legal fees. Uh, so, for instance, in my case, for financial advice, uh, there's a, a voucher that the MABS office or I can uh, set up as 500 euros. And that basically pays the fees just to get the whole thing off the ground and see, can we help these people? Can we help them to save their house? John, how does that work? Who pays the 500 euro for, for whom? The, basically, the government is. The government, as I say, what they've done is it's going to cost around about 15 million uh, for the next two years, up to 2019. And um, as I say, so... A lot of people are put off by the fact that, I mean, before this came out, I have to say, somebody came to me and they wanted uh, to have an hour of my time to talk about their debt. I would be charging 250 euros for an hour. Of course. Because, you know, time has to be. You go to your solicitor. Absolutely. They'll pay, you know, know, they'll charge their normal fee. Accountants are the same. They they do it on an hourly basis. So uh, in this instance, this is where the government said, look, we we don't want to discommode these people who are already up to their tonsils in in debt and and other issues. Uh, So we're going to pay for them. We're going to pay the legal. We're going to pay the financial advice. You come out, uh, talk about your situation and see can they help. Put it on, on, on a blank piece of paper. Paper, write it down. There's all sorts of things. I'll give you an example, for instance, of, of, a, of a family, right? Um, property is worth about 300,000 and they owe 380. One of the party has lost their job. So there's only one party now uh, earning. And one of the things about this is that uh, there's a thing called reasonable living expenses, part of the Personal Insolvency Act of 2012. And this means that they have allocated the cost, for instance, of what you would need 
to live basically every month. And they worked out that a male looking needing a car and having to live without rent or mortgage would need a thousand and ninety four euros a month. Now that's net. So you get the nine thousand ninety four. Add another thousand. My daughter just bought into um, an apartment first time. You know, twenty eight time enough for her to go to an apartment with two other girls in Grand Canal. She's paying three thousand and seventy five. So <laughs> for for a three bedroom apartment. Anyway, each so, uh, th- between them between the three oh of them, yeah, gosh. between the three of them. But still a huge amount yeah. of money. But so the rent and uh, or the mortgage could be say twelve fourteen hundred. Add that on to the thousand and ninety four. Now you're looking at two and a half thousand minimum. Of which that's gross, it's nearly 30,000 before you, you scratch yourself. So if that person or the joint uh, parties don't have that income coming into the house, there is no surplus. And it's the surplus of, of their income that I can only work on. Because if they have some kind of a surplus, I can go back to the creditors and say, look, I'm the go-between between the debtors and the creditors. They have X amount extra every month coming. It's free, basically. And they're prepared to pay that over a five, six-year period, at the end of which the other debt is written off. That's how basically the, the personal and, um, if, if, if For example, the, the pips are around the country. There are how many in the country? 114. 114. Yeah. 14. Yeah. It's not a lot, but there are. Not out a there. lot. And financial advisors, let's say, for example, if somebody wanted to find out if they're beforehand to yeah. meet with the likes of you. Obviously, we know where you are and, yeah. and people can find you. But yeah. also outside of you, where would people find financial advisors? Is there very, a very central area? Very good question. Yes, there is. The Insolvency Service of Ireland is this the government body was set up, headed up by Lorcan O'Connor. And, um, you know, isi.gov.ie. That's where you'll find the 114 personal solvency yes. practitioners. You'll also find all the, the uh, MAB's office addresses. MAB's are a great, great service. It's free as well, by the way. The only problem is you could be waiting eight or nine weeks to see them. They're, they're so busy. Mm. And the problem with MAB's as well is that it's nearly 100% misery. You know, you're never going to find a lot of winner going in there. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, I get the lot of winner, you yeah. know. <laughs> and and so the, that's the PIP and that's MAPS. What yeah. about normal financial advisors who are not PIP or MAPS? Well, they can't Just, give, I know it's an aside. They but can't give uh, formal advice like that. They won't be part of this award. No, no, going. just aside, aside from that, yeah. where would you find them? Well, well you can again, um, you know, you could Google financial advice uh, and financial There's no advisors. centralised. There's no centralised yeah. except, for instance, you know, PIBA, is a professional insurance brokers association. You've got the uh, Irish Brokers Association, two separate bodies who who have you know, like maybe twelve hundred um, kind of financial advisors. But they would pro- probably be more uh, insurance, pensions, investments, more so than say mortgages. Oh, mortgages okay. There used to be mortgage federation. They broke up. What mm-hmm. is your typical? If you can give us two or three uh, examples of the typical person or people who are coming to you now yeah. as a pip, one of the hundred and fourteen yeah. in the country, yeah. help. Yeah, I have to say very, very few qualify. That's the real sad part about it. And that's why I think this Awalia scheme there has to be another stage uh, on top of this, not just about bringing the people in and saying, look, you've got no income. Um, you know, somebody, for instance, who's only on social welfare and they've got a 400,000 mortgage, you know, how, how in God's name are they going to be able to, to be able to stay in the home? They're not, essentially, um, unless there's some uh, potential you know, new income going to be uh, derived over the the coming months or they've got a new career or they're going to go into a new business that's going to take off. But they have to give some hope to the lender that there's going to be an ability to repay in the future. If that's not the case, then really what they have to do if, if they're, you know, and there are lots of people who are 
in the older set, say the mid fifties, they've lost their jobs, they've got no income. The only thing they're getting is is um, social welfare. So in that instance, what they do is um, they they would apply to the county council looking for homes, and um, they'd be put on a list. Now it's a long list. Uh, you know, uh, in part of my my background is as you know is music, and there's a, a chap who played at a 220 homeless people party in the GPO there on the 20th of January last and one of these guys I invited up to sing and uh, he got up he sang brilliantly so well that Paul Brady John Sheen are going to do a little uh, three tracks with him and then this guy is on the um, he's on the bill of Rock Against Homelessness on the 7th of April in in, in, in uh, the Olympia now that guy lives in one room in a, in, a, in a hostel in town he has three guitars and uh, uh, a banjo that's all that's all his wow. possessions he's got emphysema he's 59 he's um, got a tumour on his lung and uh, so he's on the list for a county council house as well so that's the kind of level that you can sometimes come down to in in, in, in these instances that I see people um, you know th- there's cases where they're in the wrong location and they need to move to the right location and sometimes what do you mean? I, well for instance you could be living in you know, uh, uh, rush, and you might be working down in Tala. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and, sorry. Okay. And therefore, you know, th- the debt is going to be the same whether it's in rush, whether it's in Tala. So, if, as far as the lender is concerned, um, they should allow the transfer of that mortgage over to the place in in, in Tala, and still have this negative equity debt yes. going. Yes. Yeah. So it 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 it's it's a it's a convenience. It makes it more you know important to the. Uh, to the to the borrower, so at least they probably are are, are moving for geographic. And can reasons. you help them do that? Yes, I can. Okay. Yeah, and there's also all sorts of other things, Tara. I mean, for instance, like um, th- there's write downs. I mean, you could have that property there. I mentioned, you know, three hundred thousand, uh, it's valued, and uh, three hundred eighty thousand is is the mortgage. The bank, uh, the lender, yeah. yeah, might might say, look, we'll write off the eighty thousand if you can pay that three hundred thousand, and that has happened as well. You can also but get to situ- qualify for that, though. You mentioned earlier, not everybody's qualifying. Yeah, but you have to have income. All lending is based on on the ability to repay. So you know, if they have no income, there's nothing I can do. And then there's a the thing about, you know, you could have credit card debt, you could have uh, you know credit union debt, and all those are are unsecured debt. The secure debt is where you have the home or the property. So when when you get all the creditors together, you're supposed to get uh, 65% of them agreeing to whatever the arrangement is. Separately to that, you also have to get 50% of the secured creditors. 50 percent. So the secured credit could say, no, I don't like this deal. We're not going to do it. Now, you can you can still go to court and you can still go and appeal that decision and they can get it overturned. And no matter how bleak your situation, there's hope. Brilliant. There's hope. Brilliant, John, because that's what I want to get to the crux of the matter, because yeah. when you hear the ad on the radio and a lot of people talking about it, that's what you hear. You hear yeah. hope. So one of the other things, what about if somebody then doesn't have the money to pay to go to see you on a um, personal basis? But you say they go to MABS, they get one of these vouchers yes. that enables them well, then. Well, the PIP can also uh, uh, engineer it as well. So how they, they how does that happen? Well, they contact the PIP and uh, they say, I want to avail of the Awalia scheme. And they say, fine, 
gives your name and they have the vouchers also in the so they box. say do you qualify the criteria you need to qualify is you know the criteria is obviously that you you are not able to pay you're insolvent essentially yeah definition of insolvency is that you're una- unable to pay your debts as they fall due actually that's it and john there was a query that i was thinking of you is in the yeah, paper and okay. i was looking at how it was answered and i, I thought all right i'm going to put this to you another one is there was there's that exact definition but also what about people who entered deals so let's say that their mortgage was going to be set at, so I don't know, let's say it used to be 2,000 euro, 3,000 to pick your daughter's new mortgage with her three, two friends, okay. so 3,000 and now it's down to 1,000 and it was yeah. set at that for, I think okay. it was either three to five years, let's say five years, yeah. so five years 1,000 1, and then that's going to go back up to the normal rate of no, 3,000. Not necessarily. What actually happens then at the end of say three years or five years uh, and that's also by the way just kicking the can down the road. You want yes. to try and avoid that. Yeah. Um, Why were the banks entering into that in the first place? they're hoping you know you've, you've seen these vulture funds. Yes. And that's really the Pontius Pilate uh, element. This is where you know you've got these two years of people 33,000 people in two years of, in, uh, of arrears and, and like 6,000 of them were in the system to some degree and yet still nothing has been done with them. Those figures are static. That tells me that the, the lender is not, you know, trying to do a deal. And what, what then is happening is those some of those banks are saying, oh, we've got 5,000 of these mortgages in this bundle here. We'll sell it to a vulture, vulture fund. It's 100 million's worth. And we'll, we'll, get, we'll give them a, a 40% discount. We'll get a 60. And now it's not our problem. We'll wash our hands. And, and then that, this company comes in. And then and the company comes in. pressure on the people. Uh, absolutely. Well, not only pressure, but for instance, you know, whereas they're not coming, and even though they got 40% discount, they're not passing that on. So say in your case, you've got a mortgage and you're, you, you mm-hmm. owe 200000 uh, $200, and it's worth 200000 uh, and you can't afford it, you've lost your job. Well, then they come in and take they it. look at the, the property. They're not going to give you the 40% discount. They take the full amount. That's profit for them and their shareholders. So that's so they that's take the house, is they it? They take the house. They'll, they'll eventually sell. They'll appoint or um, uh, receive it. Although for for a home, you'd have to actually go to uh, for repossession. Of course, in court. I mean they're not going to pass on the forty percent discount, which might no. you might be able to pay it some way, or maybe not. But either way, they're not passing on. Okay, and then what about that that point of the deals? So let's say the deal is up. That's the five year deal at whatever mm-hmm. we said one hundred. Uh, 1,000. Yeah. And so then, then you, you go back in and you'd actually have to do out another called standard financial statement. What are you doing? What are you working at? What's your income? Uh, what's your family situation? Have you got more children in those five years? And, and that's all put into the mix. And they say, no, you still can't afford anything more than 1,000. So we might give you another one. Or we may decide that we want repossession, or maybe we we might decide you need to go to uh, you know the, the county council and apply for for social housing. So it's more the fact that it's you know th- by kicking that can down the road, they're saying okay, we don't worry about this. It's off our it's off our, our balance sheet now at the moment. We'll review it in five years' time. Do those people, let's say, can they get in touch with, because they're not officially in arrears, they are being treated by the banks like they're in arrears. Mm. You know, I, I always think that you should have um, some kind of a backup plan, even if you've made an agreement. Uh, those who are in agreement, uh, you know, in f- they know that this is coming in five years. What are they going to do in five years if the situation is the same? They should really be trying to resolve the issue now. It's going on too long, yeah. time. This is going on since 2007. What can they do? Aside from going back to the bank who might repossess the house. Well, there's, I mean, you've got this thing called warehousing. Warehousing is where, like in that case there, um, 
say the couple could only afford 200,000 of of the 380,000 mortgage. So the 180,000 debt is put away till the end of the term. And then at the end of the term, theoretically, you've now paid off the 200,000 capital and interest over the next, whatever the remaining term was. And at the end then of the, uh, on maturity, you, you can either sell the property, and what is the property worth then? It might be worth, say, 500,000. You still owe the 180. That's the problem. Okay. That's one of the problems with warehousing. And there's, 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 there's legal f- moves afoot as well that they think that that is also unconstitutional and it may be, it may be banned in, in, in future. So that's the kind of, there's a new thing called debt equity um, kind of coming in now. This is where, by, again, in that instance there, um, the, the property's worth 300 and they owe uh, uh, 380. Well, the bank said, I tell you what, we'll take 50% of the debt. We'll buy 50%. So that's, you know, uh, 165,000, 175,000. And um, and we, we will we'll then own this f- uh, equity. And so if the property is worth a million, and say we, we now own 50% of the debt, and if the property is worth a million in, in, a, in, a, in t- 20 years' time, well, then we get half a million. So you're buying the debt uh, as, a, as a percentage of the value of the building. So that's also now starting to, to come in God, as well. John. And can anyone in any of these scenarios that we've mentioned go to this Wally scheme? Or do you have to be, uh, is it actually no, two years? You know, the first thing I, I would recommend, to be honest, uh, with with um, somebody who's having problems with their mortgage or having problems with their um, finances, is go to the uh, entity itself, go to the bank, go to the lender who's giving you the money but for Dan, the home. Why? I've never understood this. Why is it in their interest to help you? I mean, why don't they just, cause they can take the house now that the market's improved. Well, the last thing they want to do, in fairness, and the, uh, I, you know, maybe I'm pu- putting the flag up for the banks here, they don't really want to turf you out your home. Last thing that, uh, whatever about a business, whatever about a commercial property that you bought or your buy-to-lets or your investment, residential investment properties, yes, they can be repossessed, they can be taken over, they can whatever. But this is your home. This is, you've got to live somewhere. Because, you know, the alternative, once they've taken your home away from you, where are you going? You're, you're now on the street like our friend. Yes. You know, yeah. he was in a county council. No, home. I get that. You get that. Yeah. We, the, we get, you know, we do. We're, we're, we're thinking more in the human side of it. Yeah. But in the bank, they have to deal with the bottom line. So why are the, what, you know, aside from kicking it down the road, renegotiating deals and doing more of that, mm. uh, if they, if the mortgage that people were given was always crazy and they're never going to be able to pay it, what's the solution? Um, that's a good question as well. Uh, you know, again, if it's impractical for you to stay in the house because there's too much mortgage or there's too much value in the property or the, there's there's equity in it and you know because there's lots of of arrears whereby the property is worth maybe three or four times the mortgage do you know like you could have a 250,000 mortgage and it's worth say 750,000 but you can't afford to pay the 250 it's like a lot of people, you know, have, have used to come up to me in the past and they'd have a million property. I said, look, I'm only looking for 100,000. The very last thing the, the lender wants to do is to have to repossess that property because you can't afford to pay back the 100,000. Wow. So, so you don't get the loan on that basis. You get the loan based only on the fact that you have income and it, it is justifying uh, the, the mortgage that they're going to be given okay. irrespective of what the loan to value is Okay, so John just to go back over you know and kind of want to, before I move to the next point mm-hmm. so in order for people to qualify for this Awalia scheme yeah. what do they need to do? Well, they step need, one Step one is they, they are insolvent 
Okay. So that means that they're unable to meet their debts as they fall due. Now, my question, very specific answer to this. If we are talking about somebody who's entered a deal, they are meeting that current debt, but that deal is about to be up. Are they insolvent? That was the question that I was looking oh, at in the they, paper. They could be. They could be. Katara um, uh, made lots of agreements and and continuous for the last seven, eight years, as I said, yeah. ten years. Um, are they, they are, insolvent? They are still insolvent. They're, so they because can go. If, if they were, for instance, uh, told. Right, you know, you won the lottery tomorrow, you can pay off, or else you've got this fabulous income that you've just got a new job, uh, you work in RTE, <laughs> and you've got this great income coming in, and now you can afford the actual repayments that were originally there. Now you're not insolvent any longer. Okay. Those people who've made these arrangements, they are still insolvent. Okay. They're still, all okay. they're doing is kicking that okay. can. Okay, so once you're insolvent for more than two years, yeah. then, that's your first, that's it. Well, is when, that the once criteria? Once insolvent, full stop, not for two years. Oh, sorry. Okay, day one. so then you go to MABS. Then if you want to go up. to MABS, or you can go straight to a PIP. PIP, okay. You can go to a PIP. or you, um, MABS uh, generally deals with, they are an, uh, an, uh, an approved, an authorised um, uh, uh, kind of agent. So in terms of, uh, for debts under, there's three types of, of um, kind of forgiveness. The debt relief notices, DRN, and that's where you have unsecured debt, credit cards, credit union loans, uh, you owe somebody a car loan, um, and it's unsecured. There's no property or asset back in it. Up to 35,000 can be written off. That's the first thing. MABS takes care of that. Okay. They will deal with that. So if you have, if you don't have property and you've got debt, it's under 35,000, you, you, you go to MABS. Mm-hmm. If it's over 35,000, then you call a debt settlement arrangement, um, which is the second element, and you can go up to um, a certain amount on that. And again, you'll need the services of a PIP on that. The third one then is the personal insolvency arrangement. This is now up to three million, and they're even trying to increase that now as well. And that's for a whole clatter of uh, debts, including residential investment properties. Um, it could include you know credit cards and all the usual. But again, remember the percentage. You have to have sixty-five percent of all those creditors agreeing to the arrangement, and you really, you really need income so that. Y- you know, the PIP has something to barter with. Wow. If they've nothing to barter with, they can't barter. Okay, that's really, really good and really yeah. interesting. Okay, so then people can go to MABS, as you described those three yeah. areas there, or directly to the likes of yourself, yeah. one of the 114 PIP um, yeah. Agents, is that the correct word? A personal Pip. insolvency practitioner. Practitioners. Oh, yeah, that's, it, it's in the name. It's in the name. Um, okay, so that's that, uh, one of those. Um, and then the next sta- stage for them, they need to come with all papers. Proof. Well, what actually happens there is there's a thing called, uh, like in the insolvency service, that prescribes financial statement or the standard financial statement, SFS, which is a pretty um, long 12-page form uh, that basically asks you what you've had for breakfast all your assets, all your liabilities, all your income um, and anything else and what steps you are taking to minimise your expenditure Brilliant. things like that. You know. Brilliant. Get all that yeah. ready. Get all it, that, that's sent out uh, to, to, the, uh, to the client. They complete that. Or, you know, I, for instance, I have somebody in the office who will hold the hand of, of the client because it's a daunting enough uh, document in itself. Um, once that goes in then... Uh, the, the PIP then can decide whether this is a case for the Insolvency Service of Ireland. Then we, we, if it is, we then do a thing called a protective certificate. This gives um, the client 70 days 
basically freedom from his creditors. They can't touch him. They can't go near him or her and uh, for 70 days. And if, if there's a, a further requirement, you can go for an additional 40 days okay. on top of that. Um, at that point, then um, either uh, there's an agreement made agreement with the um, with the creditors and if they agree to that then it's it's you know sent into the insolvency service of Ireland there's two weeks to uh, make any objections and after that then it goes into a register and the register for instance could be five or six years and it stays there for the five or six years until it, that uh, repayment schedule is, is is now if they win the lot in the meantime by the way all bets are off (laughs) and there's also then things like you know uh, if their income changes or if their asset changes of course that's good I say of course not of course but but honesty honesty is is really the key here as well from the client's perspective they've got to be really honest does the name get in the paper uh, no, because did that happen? Was that confusing? no? Well, uh, bankruptcy. I mean, you, you you can check the you know court case and see who's mm-hmm. gone bankrupt. Um, but uh, no, th- this is As just part the, of this. The there register. were urban myths yeah, about the, this. Do you remember? Well, the register. There is a register. There's register for all those three areas, mm-hmm. like DRN, uh, DSA, and the register for the Personal Solvency Act. Yes. It is um, effectively that can be uh, accessed. Yes. But at the end of the term, five six years, um, the name is taken out. Come. Okay. Dust yourself down. Look at Donald Trump. Yeah, mm. he was there. Yeah, he went five, six times, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so your advice to people then? Don't put the head in the sand. You need to communicate. No matter what happens, This and that's why it, it, it upsets me and annoys me to see 10 years later, we're still at it. You know, 2007, that crash came really effectively, uh, 2008, 2007. And uh, we're 10 years now with these arrears cases, as I say, they're not getting any shorter. Um, There's 85,000 mortgages in arrears. That's a hell of a lot. There's only like 330,000 mortgages altogether. So that's a good percentage, you know, and whereas the the long term arrears. So give me that again, John. That's interesting. Say that yeah. Again. So Th- three hundred and, and uh, three hundred and thirty thousand mortgages. Mortgages. And what's the percentage? Eighty five thousand are wow. in arrears. Wow! Wow! That's, wow! That's pretty high. That's about at least twenty five percent. Unbelievable. Yeah. And also then you've got uh, those thirty three thousand, which is about ten percent, which which are in two years or more and going nowhere. So every year since you know two thousand and seven, those those have been basically the same. You know, something needs to be done with that, and maybe legislation, uh, maybe the banks. Because I mean, I, I have a son who he was a chartered accountant with PwC, and he was he was actually. Uh, brought into my old alma mater, which is the Ulster Bank, for nine months. Like he, he's now moved into corporate finance, but he was in insolvency and he didn't like it too much. But he went into the Ulster Bank to look after uh, loans in excess of, I think, 20 odd million. But he had a, a, a set of parameters, list of oh things that you can do or can, can't do. So there's virtually, you know, there's no discretion. And, you know, you have to go through. So if they find that you've got assets, take them. If you've got fine, you've got an additional income, take it. So it's all that. It's, there's no, oh, you know, discretion of the bank manager in the past. Thing of the past. Wow. That is definitely a thing of the past. Okay. So, and all these, if you notice that, uh, if you ever get a complaint from somebody, uh, you'll always find that the the, um, the borrower has been talking to maybe a young mid-20s uh, 
person in the bank who has just been assigned this and they don't really know the ropes they don't know the emotions behind all this you know and 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 the tears that would have been cried each night on the pillow because they're going to lose their home this one client said to me once uh, and and it turned out really really good case um, that I was a perfect buffer uh, to stop there you know there are a lot of people out there who don't have a buffer and who, who don't have somebody who is going to take the, the slings and arrows um, <laughs> of, of some of these, these lenders who um, don't look at the emotional side of it. Well, can I say, John, I'm so glad we started talking about mm. this today. It was on my mind since I heard the ads. Um, and again, we had a conversation, a water cooler conversation, if you will, about it. Great name, lovely name. Anyway, we all love the word Awalia. We love our homes. Mm. Um, in this country and having it at scale is even more passionate and it's the system you know PIP system I hope I really hope it's working for people I'm glad you're one of them I'm glad we can get to ask you about it so, um, you know and, and, and then with Awalia and Mabs I hope it does a mm. lot of really good work for a lot of people who really really need it yeah. uh, very very much I mean homelessness is, is on everybody's it's, it's, it's mind continually and then I think everybody needs help to try and keep the homes that they I, do I would agree with that entirely and I think that homelessness in Ireland should not exist full stop Absolutely. And I think that's a good point to end it on. John Lowe, The Money Doctor, thank you so much for talking Pleasure. to us. As everybody knows who uh, listens to the show and also reads or t.e forward slash lifestyle, you can see The Money Doctor's articles there. And also you can follow John everywhere on Twitter, Instagram <laughs> and also LinkedIn. And then, of course, you can get us on um, or t.e forward slash lifestyle in the lifestyle section of the RT News Now app and also on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. John, thank you so much. Pleasure. That's it from me, Tara Lockery Grant, and the Lifestyle Show for this week on RTE Radio 1 Extra. The show is produced by Ola McGowan, and you can listen back to our other Lifestyle Show podcasts on rte.ie forward slash lifestyle. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and email us at rtlifestyle at rte.ie. Plus, you can tweet me on at Tara LG. That's Tara with the G-H. Goodbye for now, and if there's anything that you'd like to hear featured on the show, you know where to find us. The Lifestyle Show with Tara Lockery-Grant on RTE Radio 1 Extra. 